Being a professional isn't about the money you make, the position you hold, your level of expertise or fame. It's the motivation and the attitude you bring to your work. A desire for always learning and improving and balancing your creative output with getting the business done. Welcome and join the Creating Pros. Happy New Year and welcome to Creating Pros Episode 10. I'm your host, Jim Nettles, and today I want to talk about how we set our goals, create a plan, and work to accomplish them. Uh, I'm writing this and recording this on New Year's Day 2023, and as I talked a bit about it last week, you can set a goal and create a new goal at any time. You, you, know, you want to be able to make and update things as you need to, because just because it's a new day, a new year, doesn't mean this is the time you have to change everything. You should be working on this all the time you can decide you're ready to make a change and act on it at any time. And because of that, this is not just a New Year's show. It's something I think will help out and really apply to anybody at any time. You know, but this week, I really want to focus more about the planning and execution, you know, regardless of what you're trying to do. Are you trying to build your hobby as a writer and a creator? Are you looking to build a full-blown business? Or are you working on building your career? Now, I know in general what I wanted to talk about today but I was really kind of debating how I wanted to approach it, to tackle it. And last night, right after the stroke of midnight, uh, I heard a phrase that set the idea in my mind as to what I wanted to tackle. And it was inspired by watching some college bowl games. Now, for those of you who aren't sports fans, just stick with me for the ride. I promise we're not going to be diving too deep into football, but there's going to be a little bit here for the lessons. I want to talk about what we can learn about the importance of fandom. Uh, how it's crucial to marketing. You know, marketing is the key to every endeavor. And I also want to talk about what we can learn and take away from watching athletes and people on the field, how coaches approach it, and really how having and building a strong fandom can have a tremendous influence, both to the players on the field and for you and your business. Now, I'm a lifelong University of South Carolina Gamecock. I'm a USC grad. I love college football, even though I don't get to see as much of it these days. I don't just don't have the weekends to kill, but I still love to watch it. We had some friends come in for New Year's. We were sitting around and talking. We were going a bit about, you know, what's everybody doing, uh, upcoming projects, all the good stuff. Um, you know, I'm the only writer and creator out of this group. Uh, you know, more of it was talking about how some people are approaching stuff going on in their careers. Uh, a friend of mine that was here runs and helps to put on an art crawl. We were doing a lot of stuff. But we were also sitting around and watching a lot of football. Now, as one is want to do sometimes, you, know, you start thinking about your interests, your passions, your loves, your diversions, all the things that you like to do. And sitting around and watching the games, there were three of them that really had stuff that jumped out at me and, and set lessons in my mind. Um, and in all three of the games we watched, all three of them came down to the wire. All three of them came down and the decision was made by a, a score or less. And a lot of them really were on the edges to, and could have gone any, any way at any time. Now, my Gamecocks, they put up a great game and ultimately fell a little bit short. But they had an amazing season and uh, honestly a whole lot better than I expected or anybody else. And if there's anything else being a South Carolina fan will teach you, it's about looking at years of great promise. For some years, you expect nothing to happen. But on those years when you start to see things happen and you get kind of that great build and that great promise coming, there's nothing like having that hope build and seeing that hope dashed upon the field. Um, even so, 
being a Gamecock has taught me a whole lot about how to approach being a writer, being creative, and being in business. Is that anytime things can go your way, and sometimes I just won't. Um, now, everything when you're approaching creativity, everything when you're create, approaching a business, at the end of the day, fundamentally, the one thing that comes to all of us, the reason we go to fandoms, the reason we go to read the things we do, to watch the things we do, to create the things we do is ultimately about hope. It's about expectations. And it's about going along for the ride. Now, football, especially college football for me, the reason I love to watch it in part is because you're going along the ride to watch these kids that work, they train. You're watching their coaches come in to help them plan, to execute. Well, this is just like running a business. You're always kind of going in there. You're working on next product. You're training yourself. You're trying to learn about how the business is changing. And, you know, like I do for some of our clients, I help to coach and manage and run the back end of the business. I tell them, you know, what are the things that we want to look at? How do they need to be approaching things? Well, fundamentally, you can be training and working and stuff all week long. But when it comes down to game day, it's all about seeing who is planned better, who is executing better, who can adjust better to the other team. And sometimes it ultimately boils down to who makes a mistake or somebody just gets lucky. You know, as creators, as business owners, for us, every day is game day. Every day, every week, every month. Which means that we're always in kind of all those different cycles. We don't get that, okay, we're going to go work and build up. Now, as a writer, we do some of that because we plan out the next book. We plan out the next story. We plan out the next project. We spend time working, writing, editing, doing all the good stuff. Then there comes game day when it's time to launch that new book, that new project, that new workshop. So what was the comment that I heard right after midnight? that made me stop and reflect on my creative work. Well, hang on and we're going to get there. And like every business, every business has to change and grow or die. College sports is like minor pros these days. It's, you know, there's a lot of money on the line. The players have a lot more ability to change between teams in between seasons. They're getting paid. There's a lot of things that would have been violations in the business in their business world a number of years ago that are now expectations by these players by these teams now a lot of this can wind up being good for those individual players but we're seeing it in many ways also being devastating to the teams and to the business in the industry um and we saw this in a number of the games i watched this weekend where these kinds of changes made the difference and who won and who lost on the field and being aware of how things go and how things are changing is often the difference as to whether or not we as creators are successful or not. And while we may have been successful in the past, all of a sudden we may find that we're slipping behind. So how does all of this fun sports ball talk apply to you? Maybe you're a writer, maybe you're a filmmaker, maybe you are even trying to start a coffee shop. Well, the way it applies is this. We see the demographics of fans of sports changing radically every year. It's getting older. Um, we're seeing that crowd aging much more than we did even 15 years ago. We're not seeing necessarily new younger fans come up that want to watch the games, be a part of the experience. 
Well, we're seeing the same thing happening in publishing. We're seeing what readers want changing. We're seeing what fans of films want to change. We have seen a lot of experimentation on content in the movie industry over the last couple of years. And we have seen some massive blockbusters come out and set huge records in terms of film sales. We've also seen some things come out from massive studios that failed and flopped miserably. And a lot of that's because of not necessarily understanding what the fandom wanted and not understanding what they needed to deliver to get people to be commercially successful. And that part is often one of the hard parts is balancing our creative output, our creative desires with those of what the fans want and what the fans want to see. Um, you know, often I think that our industries get so focused on what's happening in the moment and maybe be thinking out for the next year that they lose what's coming over the next five years, the next 10 years. Uh, as writers, as creators, one of the things that we sometimes can fall into is that idea of trying to chase the next trend. Well, if you're not at the front of the next trend, by the time you're chasing it, pretty much you're going to have already lost and fallen off of it. Uh, this is one of those reasons that we want to go out there and set and do what we do, what we do well, what drives us, what creates passion in us. Is because that way we create things that our fans will want, and that's how we find fans. By doing what we think the trends are wanting or what somebody thinks they want, but it's not necessarily important to us, that's often going to be one of those things that's just not going to work for us. Sometimes it will. But generally, we want to try to be either setting the trend or creating the things for our fan base, not trying to do things to make other people happy. Now, when we look at football, you know, it's a team sport. 11 players on the field at any given time for a team. Uh, most players in positions having specialties or maybe covering a couple of different specialties. And when a lot of those players decide that they're going to go to a new team, or they're going to take a shot at going to the pros and ultimately not decide to play in a bowl game this time of year. Well, it's their individual decision. But there's also another part to this. This means that they're walking away from the other players. They're walking away from the team that built them up to whatever degree of success. You know, And when you're looking at a bowl game, in a lot of ways, a lot of people will say, well, it doesn't matter as a bowl game unless you're playing for a championship or something like that. But realistically... Getting to play in a bowl game is a reward for a team that's been successful. It means you're getting to go out there and play one more day, one more game, and work together as a team one more time against somebody to see who's better. And when you walk away from that, you go and say, I'm going to sit it out because I'm sitting out and sitting away from my team that because I don't want to get hurt because I don't, you know, I want to get the payoff in the pros. Or I'm walking away from it because I'm looking at going to another team next year. For me as a fan, when I see that happen, this is one of those things that's very frustrating because I've played as a part of a team. I've worked as a part of a team through most of my career. And when you're at a critical thing, like a bowl game, walking away at that critical moment, and I've, you know, I've seen this happen with events, conventions, stuff like this, where somebody that's critical at the moment who's been building up to that point can't be there, sometimes it's something that's unavoidable. There's always things that are going to happen. 
But other times it's just a matter of they go and say, I don't want to do it. And they walk away. Well, when that happens, you're affecting the team. You're affecting the event, often in ways that you may not know or see, because if somebody, somebody or something is not there, you don't necessarily know what impact it has, and you can't necessarily quantify it, but you can ultimately see the impact on the result. And for the player that walks away from their team, this also means that they're walking away from the fans and the fandom that supported them to get them to where they're at. And as creators, sometimes we do this too. And much like the players on the field, sometimes it is the right choice and it's necessary whether it is I'm walking away from a particular project, I am not able to attend a particular convention, um, maybe I need to choose between I'm going to be on this panel and that panel. Maybe it is I choose this event over that event. And it's not necessarily because I want to, not necessarily because um, I don't want to be involved in those things, but sometimes it's a matter of capacity. Sometimes it's a matter of having to make those choices and trade-offs. Well, when I make those decisions, um, when anybody makes these decisions, if I make a decision not to be somewhere or not to do A versus B, that means there's an opportunity lost there because that opportunity would be maybe be meeting somebody I wouldn't have met otherwise or somebody getting exposed to what I do that wouldn't have otherwise. There are consequences for our fans and for our fellow creators when we make these decisions. You know, I do a lot of events. I do a lot of conventions. I've been an organizer, a director, a founder, a contributor, a participant. You know, I've pretty much been on all sides of an event. And as contributor, as creator, one of the hardest things we will ever do is to go out there to build our fan base. You have to work to build it, to cultivate it, and to keep your fans. And without fans, without our true fans, you can't make a living at creative output. You can't make a living as a business realistically. Because it is your everyday customers. It is your everyday fans, the people that come in that you're supporting by your business that support you. Much of what we do and much of the reward of living a creative life and bringing things, things out into the world is what we get to do for our fan base, for the people that enjoy and benefit from what we're doing. And so this is one of those things I say to keep in mind is know who your fans are and be willing to do the things that will help benefit both of you. As a writer, we don't often get to see or change or, or get a lot of feedback from our fan base. Yeah, we get reviews. Yes, we get to meet people at conventions, which is a tremendous amount of fun. But as a writer, we're not very often, it's not the same as standing on a field where you're surrounded by tens of thousands of cheering people. You're, 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 sometimes we're just happy to have a room with 10 people sitting in it to sit and listen to what we have to say. But whether you're talking to a room with one person, 10 people, 100 people, or you're talking and playing in front of a stadium with tens of thousands of people, whether it's just one fan or not, they're important. And by understanding the importance of our fans and our fan base, you know, if we don't have fans, no one knows who we are. Nobody cares about what we're doing unless we give them a reason to. Now, as a writer, 
as an editor, as a consultant, as an educator, you know, all the different things I've seen. I have seen what happens when we don't take care of our fan bases, when we don't take care of our supporters, when we don't take care of our customers, and ultimately when we don't take care of our teams, you know, both individually and for events. You know, even one person not meeting expectations can have a huge impact on them, not only individually, but everybody around them. Now, sometimes it means you're missing something or when the rest of the team has to pick up the weight, they can only carry so much. And sometimes it is the team that, you know, runs out of gas that determines success or failure. Now, I'm not saying all of this to put pressure on you. I'm not saying all of this to go and say, oh, well, you can't let anybody down. We all have to understand where we stand and what we need to do for our fans and our fandom. But the other side that's important here is need, needing to understand what we need to do for ourselves as creators, as players, as business owners, is we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves first. Because if we're not fit in the gym, if we're not keeping ourselves mentally uh, and physically strong, then we can't play on the game for everybody else. But when we're on the field, it's, it's our team. It's us working as a team that works to beat everybody's expectations. You know, if you're an author or a creator just starting out, you don't have a legacy behind you probably. You know, in fandom, uh, much like in sports, there's nothing more fun than seeing a Cinderella come out of nowhere uh, to play in the championship. You know, it's if you're just starting out, this means you don't have a legacy of all the appearances you've made. You don't have the legacy of the work behind you like somebody that's maybe been doing it for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years would have. But it also means you're starting out that journey and you've got a lot of opportunity in how to approach the work you're doing and how to build a fan base. Is it a ton of work? Absolutely. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Because without doing that work to create the fan base, it's not just about doing good work and creating good product and doing things that people are going to benefit from and enjoy. It's also the fact that we love to see people succeed. We love to discover new voices, new visions, new ways of looking at the world. Being that new up-and-coming person, that Cinderella team, is something that we as fans love to find. Because every major franchise, every major storyteller, every major artist, Every major musician, everybody that's out there, they're like, oh, they're huge. They started somewhere at the bottom as well. So keep that in mind. We love to see and hear new voices. We love to see how things change things up. But at the same time, once we've become that next new voice, we have to then do the work that helps to remember the people that have supported us and gotten us there. You know, so think about it. Maybe you are the next debut author with the next big, you know, blockbuster million seller. It's going to be turned into the film franchise. Maybe you hit the right genre and the right fan base at the right time. And you get to swap out of that nine to five day job and get to make a good living as a mid-list writer. You know, there's a big secret to be learned here. A lot of large part of success is simply a matter of getting lucky, good timing, catching a big break. But one of the things that is a hard lesson for a lot of people is to remember this. The only reason people get lucky, the only reason people catch a break on the field 
is they've done the work. You're showing up every day. You're working on your craft. You're working on your marketing. You're putting on a good show. You are putting out good work. And after you're done today, you're going to do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next. You know, we often hear that term over, overnight success because all of a sudden it's you are that next new voice. Well, for the most part, most overnight successes come after you've put in the years or sometimes even the decades of work of showing up every day. And then you get that lucky break that somebody gets to discover you that's the right person that helps to get you to the next leap, that next step. And some days you win, some days you don't. You know, if you didn't get everything you done you needed to today, okay, it happens. There's always tomorrow. There's always the next play on the field. There's the next game. But only if you're there to play, only if you're there to do the work, only if you're there to participate. You know, for football players, this means hours and hours in the gym, strength training, endurance, practice. So you know your plays, you know your part on the team, you know where you need to be so that you know how the play works. As a writer, this means I'm putting words to paper. It's here on New Year's Day. I'm doing the work. You know, submitting for publications, you're working with events, you're out here talking. Do I get it done every day? No. Some days life gets in the way. Some days work gets in the way. Some days it's just because you need to let your body catch up and you need to rest. You know, some days it's just because you just don't have the energy. You don't have the juice. Well, what does that mean? Some days you stop. And then the next day you get up, you pick up the work and you get back at it. You can't stress over the things that you've missed. And you don't necessarily think you have to make everything up. But unless, of course, that taking off that day means that there's a deadline coming fast. And sometimes we just have to make the choice between catching everything that's new on Netflix or getting our word count in. Now, the last piece is this. Just because something hasn't been done before doesn't mean it can't be. You know, watching the games this weekend, maybe you're down by a couple of scores in the fourth quarter and nobody's ever come back in a bowl game like that to win. Doesn't mean it hasn't been done. It doesn't mean that you can't look at what's working and what's not and still take a shot. You can always give up or you can always take a gamble. And here's the big lessons that came out of the games this weekend. You know, watching Georgia play against Ohio State, they'd come back to get within a one-point lead with less than a minute to go. Georgia would, had been down by two scores, had come back. They had done something never before. They had a one-point lead, less than a minute to go. Ohio State gets the ball. Now, I'm going to admit my biases here. I was pulling for my SEC team. But Ohio State got the ball. They're banging it down the field. All they need is a field goal. They've got that motion. They've just got to get down the field to score one single point. And they can get the win. They can win and go forward to a national championship. And when we look at this, very few of us are ever going to be in that position where we've got that opportunity to make the big win. Maybe it's winning a Hugo. Maybe it's winning, you know, some massive domination. Very few of us are ever going to be in that position where we're ready to go for the win. Well, as the clock ticked midnight and it was not lost on any of us, 
you know, the number one ranked collegiate kicker. He's got a shot to come in and win the game and move his team onto the national championship. And this kid and his final year of eligibility walks out on the field. You know, this is a kid who had only missed two field goals all season. He had nailed a couple of them earlier in the game. He walks out there. You can look and you can see it. And he's got the shot and blows it. The number one collegiate college kicker has the chance to put it through the uprights right as it ticks midnight on the East Coast. This is the change of the new year. And he not only missed the kick by a little bit, he totally flubbed it. It blew off this ugly kick, and you could just see the look on everyone's faces. Half the field is absolutely devastated, and the other half of the field is just jumping for joy because it, it means the win. Sometimes you can't control what get, gets down to that last moment. And sometimes the pressure is going to get to you and you're just going to flub the kick. But very, very few of us will ever be in that position of that kind of pressure. And this kid is going to go on. He's going to have a great pro career. I have no doubt of that. But think about this. You're standing there and your next moments are going to make the difference between your whole team moving on to a national championship game, or this is the last thing you will ever do in your collegiate career on the field. Georgia's quarterback, kid named Stetson Bennett, you know, he went from being a walk-on quarterback that no one had ever heard of to leading his team to a second national championship in two years. A walk-on quarterback led his team last year to a national championship. And as a senior, this is this potentially was going to be his last game. Well, he managed to lead a team and get down the field and do something nobody had done before to bring them back, to put them in a position to be leading by a point. And at the end of the day, he put them in a position for the win. But at the end of the day, what happened was the other team couldn't do it. They couldn't pull it in. And while he was celebrating the win, he also celebrated something much more. And this is the sentence that really got to me that set up the whole idea of the show. He made the statement that he was celebrating something even more than the fact that he won or led the team to win. He was celebrating something even more than the fact that they were going to be going to go play for the national championship. He was celebrating the fact that he got to go back and practice with his team for one more week. He would get to take the field with his team for one more week. He was getting the chance to go back to work with his crew. It wasn't about the win. It was about the work. It was about the team. In that one moment, it was the thought about the difference in a championship team. You know, Sometimes the difference in a championship team, it is not just about showing up. It's not just about doing the work. It's about being ready for you, for your team, and for your fans. Because at the end of the day, it's hard to believe, but often it's the fans in the stands that make the difference in between somebody meeting that level of pressure or folding under the pressure. 
Sometimes it's not being about the best player or the best team, but putting yourself in the position to get lucky. At the end of the day, even in team sports, it's down to each individual player. You have to be ready. You have to be prepared. And even the number one player in their spot can and sometimes will make a costly mistake. And you know what? It's not about loss. It's not about the failure. It's about getting back up and getting ready to go back to work. No doubt, Noah Ruggles, Ohio State's kicker, he's going to have a great pro career. But the fact that he flubbed the kick that made the difference in them going to a national championship or not is going to be on his lifelong highlight reel of that one moment when he, at the top of his game, at the top of his sport, in his position, made a mistake. The hard part is that for fandom, for their fans, it's about the disappointment. You know, there's a lot of fans going out there and talking about this kid. You know, he made a mistake. Well, you know, as creators, very few of us are ever going to be in that position. We're not going to stand in the middle of the field where we can flub, where we can make that big mistake and something that's going to be on our highlight reel for life. But we might. When we look at building our social media presence, when we look at our marketing, when we look at how we build our businesses, all of us, if you talk for a long enough period of time, you're going to say something in a way that you wish you had. You're going to say something that's going to be misinterpreted, not necessarily because you intended for how it was taken, but because something maybe was taken out of context. Um, and this is the hard thing we have to look at. Well, why is this important with fandom? Because if we do the work and we build our relationship with our fans, they're going to be the ones that support us and help carry us through those times. As creators, making a living means we become, in some small, small part, public figures. For most of us, we'll never make something that has something drawing so much focus in that single moment for a win or a loss. But we hopefully will face accolades. We're going to have people that say, we love your work. We love what you're doing. We're glad to see you win awards. But there's also going to be disparagement. Not everybody's going to love everything that we do. But what we do is for our fans. It's for our fandom. It's for building up those people that love the work we do and support us. What we have to remember in the moment is that we want to be able to create a fandom that will celebrate our victories with us, that will get to share the ride, get to share the experience in that moment. They'll go for the rides with, with us on the stories we create. They will find the enjoyment and the lesson in the art we create. What we have to remember is this. We have to do the work to create the chance, the opportunity. You know, the important lesson to draw from this is we had this kid that was on the field. He was facing the pressure. He may have missed the kick, but he was there. He was playing for his team. He was playing for his fans. He showed up. He played. He didn't sit out the game 
like a lot of other players that decided to skip out on their bowl games. For the coaches, the statistics said this was the right call. This was the winning move. But this is why we watch, love to watch football and sports. For those of you that are not sports fans, this is kind of that big difference. We may be able to watch the numbers and the statistics and know what should happen. But until the game gets played, nobody knows. In fiction, we love to see the hero win. I have a lot of friends that aren't sports fans. They don't get it. Um, they don't get necessarily why we would sit and watch and ride these highs and lows of watching our favorite teams, watching these kids on the field play the game. I also have a lot of friends that don't understand geekdom. They don't understand some of my other fandoms. They don't understand my love and my passion for science fiction and fantasy and adventure and all the other stuff that I love to read and to watch and to get into. I live in both worlds. And I can see where both of them are so similar. I have a great love and a great passion for both of them as a fan and as a creator. So as a creator, there's a lot we can take and learn from sports, from these athletes and from their fandom. You know, I know when I go to a superhero movie, ultimately, you know, the good guys are going to prevail. They're going to win. It's going to they're going to go through some tough times. They're going to have some losses along the way. We all know the idea of the hero's journey. But I have a pretty good you know, idea what's going to happen when we get down to the end, even when they're going to kill off Tony Stark. Well, in sports, you don't know until the game is played. You don't know until the game is over. And this is part of the great joy of sports fandom is watching the game, but also the shared experience. You know, we love rivalry. We love conflict and debate. You know, in geekdom, it's Star Wars versus Star Trek. You know, who's the best doctor? What Hogwarts house are you in? You know, it's a great debate to go and talk about it because these fandoms have a great influence and impact on our lives. But at the end of the day, we kind of know how the story is going to end. And as a writer and a creator, I have absolute control over how that story is going to play out. Who lives, who doesn't. How does somebody win at the end of the day? You know, but in both kinds of events, you know, whether it's a major motion film, you know, major motion picture, it is watching the new series on Netflix, it's reading my favorite book series, or I'm sitting down to watch a game on a Saturday afternoon. You know, there's people dressed there to celebrate their fandom. They're there to show their support. It's a part of having and creating a shared experience. It is so much more fun to sit and watch your favorite movie, go to your favorite fandom, go to a convention with friends. It's the exact same thing to go sit in stands or sit with a bunch of friends around and watch the game together. It's riding the highs and the lows. You get to create and go along on this journey with the characters on the screen or the athletes on the field. And you get to share that joy or that heartbreak or that experience with your friends and with the shared fandom. So I appreciate everybody going on the field and going on this trip with me today. Um, and for the 11 players on the field, there's 11 lessons I kind of took away from this weekend's games. And I hopefully you'll find some benefit in this. The first here is the key to the path of success is just to show up consistently. 
you know, you never know what the impact of your presence or absence will be on someone, be that a fan, be that finding an opportunity. Showing up every day and doing the work is the most important part of the game. You know, number two, showing up means getting in there to do the work that's behind the scenes, the stuff that no one else will ever see, the stuff that doesn't necessarily draw accolades, whether that's like what I'm going to be doing later today, which is getting more hours in behind the keyboard for my word count and getting stuff built and done, doing studying, researching, diving down rabbit holes, you know, doing the marketing, running ads, all the other stuff. Nobody sees that except for you, but what they do see is the result of it. The third thing here is even in one-on-one -on -one competitions, you know, I do, I'm a heavy athletics judge. I work with kids. I help to train them. I help to mentor them. You know, well, there's a lot of, a lot of similarity there between that and solo creative work. You still need to have your team. You still need to have your supporters you need to have and surround yourself with the people that can help you grow and ultimately succeed, be it friends, family, fellow creators, or your production team that brings work to market. You can't do it alone. And surrounding yourself by the right team that's going to show up and that you're going to all support each other is one of those critical paths to success. The fourth one is this. The turning point of success or failure, you know, getting a win or a loss means being ready to take advantage of the opportunities that arise. You have to be prepared and you have to be there to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, I was giving a talk a couple of weeks ago, and part of what I said was it was going along the idea that a rising tide lifts all ships. We all know that old accolade. However, the other part of the story I gave was this. You have to be ready to go to sea when your boat is, or what you may be doing is standing on shore and watching as your boat rides out on the tide. Now, the fifth one is that taking advantage of opportunities means that you also sometimes have to take a risk. You have to take a gamble. Not everything's going to work like you planned. Not everything's going to work, period. But over time, you make progress, you find success, and you will learn a lot of lessons uh, along the way. I mean, that's the whole point of this. And when you learn the lesson, you get to make new and better choices next time because you've learned from something that didn't work like you planned on it working. Sometimes that, that lesson means that you're going to be able to take a leap forward. Something that you failed on today, something that didn't work, maybe it was telling a piece of a story. Maybe it was running an ad in a marketing campaign that didn't work. Well, you got to learn something from that. You get to take a lesson away from it if you're ready to. Sixth lesson was this. Building loyalty with your fans, building your fandom makes all the difference in the world. It's lonely to sit there and play to an empty stadium. You have to give people a reason to show up. Even if that reason is to find community and uh, create an environment of shared experience for those fans. If you can create a fandom that goes beyond just your work, if you create a reason for people to have community and that community is based in and around your work, that means that your work has had an impact way beyond just the story you tell and the characters you create. And remembering that and remembering the things you do are going to have impact 
they also create that community. They create that shared experience. If you've achieved that in your work in any small way, that's a win on the field. Now, seventh lesson is this. Even your biggest fans aren't going to love everything that you say, you do, you believe. You know, there's going to be plenty of people out there that aren't going to like you at all, even if it's for no other reason than the fandom you wear, the jersey you wear. Some people are going to say, oh, you're Star Wars. Star Trek is much more this and that kind of a fandom back and forth. As you can see, I'm drinking from a Star Wars mug. I am a fan of both genres, both series, and both universes. I recognize the differences between them, and I can appreciate them. Now, the ninth, or the eighth lesson here, we all have to be aware of what's happening around us. Not only today, but looking down the road to next year, five years, ten years. The act of being a creator, this is a long series of marathons. It's not a quick sprint. Just because you had a loss or a win today doesn't mean anything for tomorrow other than you've got something to learn from and to build on. And this is one of those things that really is critical is, again, every day should either give you something to learn from or something to build from, something to build on. Get up and do the work tomorrow. If you had the best day in the world today, great. Take that success and move into tomorrow. If something didn't go like you wanted to, or something just happens with life, then you still take those wins and that gives you the momentum to work from and build on for tomorrow. The ninth lesson here is this. If you're going to play the game, you have to be your own biggest fan. You have to be your own best advocate. It's what will give you the strength to push through the tough days and hopefully find the next win. It's going to be the thing that gives you the reason to be in the gym tomorrow. It's going to be the reason to, to lift those weights because maybe because you weren't quite as ready and fit as you could have been today is the reason you made the slip. And that gives you that fuel to compete better and be better prepared tomorrow. Now, the 10th lesson is this, and this is a hard one. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you work, no matter how prepared you are, sometimes the difference is just how the luck breaks for good or bad. But more often than not, when you're the most prepared, when you're the one that's ready, you're going to be given those opportunities. You're going to be given those chances. And that's when you get to take the risk. And more often than not, that risk is going to pay off. So just because something, a risk didn't work today, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be ready to take the next one tomorrow. But sometimes it's just not going to work out. And last but not least, for number 11, you can't play, you can't learn, you can't have the experience if you don't take the field. If you're standing on the sidelines, then you're just going along for the experience. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to be a creator and you want to be somebody that has impact, you've got to get out there and play the game. And that means you're going to take you're going to have a few bruises, but it also means some days you're going to carry that ball in the end zone. And some days that means you're going to score that point that puts you in a position to win. So happy New Year's to everybody out there. If you have enjoyed this or you're enjoying the stuff that we're doing here, 
Um, and if you're enjoying the other stuff that we're doing over on the continual channel, you know, please do all the stuff, you know, share it out, leave reviews, leave comments. And of course, feel free to reach out if you've got questions or feedback, you know, doing that, helping us to grow, helping us to build out here is the thing that helps us build our fandom. And, you know, we appreciate you guys out there as fans that have been following the work that I do, not only here at Creating Pros, but follow the work on Continual that will follow my writing, follow the other stuff that I do. So I really want to say thanks to everybody out there so far. And, you know, please let everybody know where to find us. I think you're going to love next week's show. Um, I'm bringing on a friend of mine, J.D. Estrada. J.D. is another author, another creator. Uh, he professionally is a translator and helps translate things into Spanish uh, for businesses, for marketing conversations. And we're going to dive next week into language. We're going to talk about um, the importance of language. We're going to talk about the importance of communication. We're going to talk about things like how dialects and regional you know, affectations, regional language, how that can influence work, how that can influence character, and also how to tackle getting your work translated. Um, he's translated some of his work from English into Spanish and Spanish into English. We're going to talk a lot about how the different languages mean he tells the story in different ways. And we're going to talk about how you can go about finding a translator for your work if you're wanting to do that. Now, until next week, I'm Jim Nettles. Everybody hit the field and find some joy. We'll see you next week.